0: And a lot of these manufacturers have parts in the millions with configurations, and it becomes the numbers become staggering and they have to think about all these things. Sure, you could toil away and try to do this, but there's so many more things to consider, and your time is much better spent. You know, not messing with these these CAD files that you're trying to share out into the world.
1: Welcome to the Industrial Strength Marketing Show, the podcast that challenges people across the supply chain to make marketing the strength of their business. Hi, my name is James Soto, and I'm the industrial marketer and industrialist, best known for founding Industrial. Yes, Industrial, Industrial, Industrial. We are a leading global agency trusted by brands around the world. I'm sitting down with industrial innovators, with marketers, with people who care about their growth agenda to talk about their careers, their insights in marketing that makes an impact. I'm very excited today to have Adam Beck, Director of Marketing with Cadenas Part Solutions. Um, Adam is here. You could see him right now, Um, but I'm going to keep going a little bit because, um, one, you're an OG. We're about the same age (laughs) from when we graduated. He 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 still looks like a kid to me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a little bit more
0: forehead than I'd like to have up there.
1: Yeah, and I think what really got me excited about Adam is I met Adam you know, as he was really ramping up the marketing activities for Cadena's Part Solutions, and what's been really exciting to see is just really the point of view, the quality of fit and finish, but the clear centering on the customer and their needs. And so we're also going to talk about really the art of really getting specified. And In the frame of that, Adam's going to talk about Cadena's Part Solutions, his journey, and really as you as as someone that really wants to get designed into something you, know, you can get the state of a company that's leading the way and a marketer that's getting the message out so welcome to the show Adam glad to have you thank you
0: yeah thanks for having me
1: oh well great it's been a minute and um, yeah. just from just for our audience standpoint I read your bio but um, I really see you as an industrial marketer so if you can just tell us a little bit about your journey and how that's really led you to where you are today and where that industrial street cred comes from I think our audience would love to know
0: Yeah. So, um, I graduated, uh, with a marketing degree in 2001, meaning everything I learned in college was about null and void about two years later. I mean, we all, everything was, you know, product placement at, at retail stores and all those things that, you know, I, none of which I use today. So, um, not too long after that, I, um, Worked for a couple different uh, manufacturers, and I decided for a little bit I didn't like marketing. Period, and I uh, started over from scratch, and I went and built hot rods in California, which gave me this weird sense for bolting parts together and making a larger thing. And when I decided I was ready to come back and use my degree and start over from scratch, you know, I was al- already uh, attracted to the the manufacturing space, and I speak parts and. Um, it's one of those things that I can look at any, any machine, a car is just like any other machine. It's a bunch of parts, Lego blocks stacked together. And it, I think it's really cool. All the different things that uh, the manufacturers that we get to work with and learn about, it's great to see what these manufacturers do and how they're spreading their word out to their, the larger aud- audience.
1: venus part solutions really brings a option to literally deliver that how people wanna find it online and literally insert it right into their, their design drawing. And I know this is not a differentiator, it's an expectation, but so many suppliers, Adam, really struggle with that, right? Like they, in managing their catalogs and getting like the specifying grade design components out there, um, you know, as we look at where you are today and as a marketer, you know, where do you see the art of getting specified at?
0: Yeah, well, like you said, it's not, it's not a differentiator today. It's a necessity. It's one of those things, if, if you don't provide your, this CAD content to your audience and you sell a component part or you know, even architectural things, you're probably missing out on significant amounts of business. And it becomes an art um, when you start thinking about all the different ways that your audience needs to consume that, that data. And we talk to manufacturers all the time that they're like, we can just do this ourselves. And it's one of those things like you can, it's really, really hard to do though. And, and, and when you start thinking about, you know, if you have a hundred parts that you want to put out there, and if you want to put that out there in five formats, all right, well that now, now there's 500 models you have to maintain. And a lot of these manufacturers have parts in the millions with configurations and it becomes the numbers become staggering and they have to think about all these things sure you could toil away and try to do this but there's so many more things to consider and your time is much better spent you know not messing with the, these these cad files that you're trying to share out into the world in the middle of that process they get a fresh lead from it they provide it in all of the native cad formats that are available out there and their audience is happy and it's a win-win for everyone
1: Yep. It, do you see any resistance here? Like, what are the barriers you're seeing? You know, it, is this you know, so we um, I was talking recently about the Amazon effect happening and that increasingly yep. in manufacturing, manufacturers are expecting these industrial buyers and decision making units are expecting to have the same experience to you know, either, you know, you know, you know, talk to someone the old fashioned way, you know, to to really, you know, kind of have the virtual experience, but self serve. And so how, how do you see that, you know, that that self-serve experience evolving for companies? And, you know, why is there is, you know, you, if you have to sell it in there, there's probably some resistance. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, it's
0: one of those things that they this think is a no brainer. Well, we have we have a customer service number and we have an email address. All they got to do, Cheryl, down in the basement you just email her and she'll get that model right she'll get that for you in no time it'll be great or the engine steve up in the attic he's got he's got all the models just give him a ring he'll get it to you and we're like that those people's time is much better spent doing other things and then the other way to look at that is that content that oftentimes you share when you call in has all of their that manufacturer's ip in it and they think you know if they're thinking about what can be done with a cad model if you put all of your ip inside of there you know that's how parts get knocked off or whatever happens but when we create a, a cad model it's it looks like and functions like the the product should but all the guts are taken out of it it's basically a bubble that does the things that they want to do so if you took it to a manufacturing you know facility they couldn't make it from that they would have to start over from scratch and then at that point it's just like look they could buy your physical product and look at it the same way so you got to think about what are you protecting and what are you, you know, putting this online? You can do it safely and still reach your audience and, yeah. and really multiply your bottom line.
1: It's really mounting and dimensional, you know? Yeah. So so as you're, as you're dealing with that, so wow, that's still Arista's resistance point. So, so on the business case side, one of the things I looked at, and this was you know, early 2000s, and when, you know, looking at the, you know, the the organizations that did have CAD, you know, CAD models available and the specifying data was stunning. I heard a stat once that said, you know, if your product gets specified into that, you know, design engineers drawing, you get an 80% chance you get, you get the sale. still true. So is that, does that stat need to be updated or is that just. It is
0: updated. We do, we do a survey every other year. Our last one was last year. It's still true. It's between 77 and 82%. Man, I can still
1: use my old stat. So, <laughs>
0: okay. And we asked, we, I think we, we interviewed thousands of engineers and we said, if you download a, a CAD part and you put it into your design, do you buy that part? And they said, yes, 80% of the time. And we've taken that further and we said, okay, how many do you buy in that, in that scenario? And it's roughly, and this is a massive average between $5,000 transmissions and five cent connectors but they say about 20 parts per download so then that you start doing the math on that is a 50 dollar part And you got 100 downloads a month you start seeing some significant roi um just on that and that's not even you know everything that it can do
1: yeah wow so yeah that that's just so powerful and it's um and it's table stakes you would think by now. So in terms of like adoption rate of folks that are out there with catalogs of parts, you know, is there, you know, you know like you say like over, you know, half of industrial 60% of them have a CRM system, right? Yeah. Uh, when, when the, the, the organizations that, that you look at that need this, you know, where, where are we in terms of that evolution? Cause clearly, it would
0: depend on the vertical. It yeah. really depends on, you know, like the, uh, fluid power industry, uh, Gears, bearings, and motors—they're, I would say, they're well into the high adoption, seventy percent, somewhere mm-hmm. plus or minus. Then there's other industries that didn't think they needed this for the longest time: electrical components, um, uh, electronics. Um, a fair amount of architectural is still coming on, and those are probably on the you know twenty-five percent or lower. And, and that's where we find, you know, it'll, it'll be usually we're training somebody new and they'll be like, how is there anybody that doesn't have this? And, you know, we'll find a whole industry and like none of these, none of these, this industry has it yet. And it's still an evolution. And there's going to be a time, I think when every product that we look at, we're going to be able to spin it around online and look at every angle from it, you know, all the dimensions on it. Cause what's worth. I I was just playing a picture frame the other day and I knew the thing that I had to frame. And I was like, how thick is the, how wide is the frame? And I, it took me many, many more clicks than I would have liked just to know the dimensions on a simple picture frame. And that is, that doesn't matter. That's not, there's no, that's not like a, there's no interference going to happen with that. It's a picture going inside of a, a, a hole hanging on a wall. But if you're doing that to high tolerances on bearings on things that move around that a whole manufacturing facility is riding on. You need to know that you need to know those details up front and and it's critical.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, And speaking of, you know, the construction space, uh, that is massive. So if you're dealing with, you know, space planning, if you're working with construction documents and you're literally, you know, you know, you know, architectural designers are coming in there and mechanical, electrical, you name it um that is that is the epitome of specification right and yeah and And it seems
0: it it especially windows doors like it's all dimensional like somebody the other day to me it was like why on earth would somebody need a a 3d model of a chair i said well if you're laying out a space if you're that that uh designer laying out that space a chair is not a chair you need the model of that chair and you can line them all up And you can see them, how they're going to be in that space. And if you don't have that, you're guessing or using a facsimile, which, you know, you're just guessing at that point anyway. So the more true it is to to the physical product, the better. And, you know, that saves on shipping and returns and running around how many times you got to go back and forth with the customer to get this information. We we have a customer that sells um, industrial fire suppression systems that are for retrofit. And they used to, if you if you called them up, they would ship you some of their these big, like fire extinguishers that mount to the ceiling, so you could try it out and see what it looked like and how it fit in your space because they couldn't. I, you I couldn't feel get the, the freight costs coming.
1: I feel the freight costs. Yeah, coming. yeah. It's just trucks <laughs> driving
0: back and forth. And now they provide that in a 3D file that somebody can test in their virtual design. They can see, oh yeah, that fits or that doesn't fit and they don't there's no freight going back and forth there's none of that and it's a win-win the the customer gets that same sample that same experience they can touch and feel it sort of digitally and the and the only loser i guess is ups in that in that scenario but they'll win in the end
1: well there's supply think about the supply chain so when you're looking at the design build environment and the manufacturing environment you know the lead times on these things to get something specified wrong are you guys hearing some of that pain you know, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine in the, the built environments, you're hearing that especially, um, yeah. you know, and, and to your point to on a chair, if you're doing a space plan, you know, you have codes and you have to have clearances. You can't just put a chair or a, or a sit stand or, or a workstation. If you don't have clear proper clearances, it's miserable and it won't pass codes. And yep. and so to the extent that you understand these dimensional and mounting and wiring and all these different kind of requirements that come into that and operational requirements, because, you know, it's not just about dimensions and mounting. It's about the operational specifications. That's really key. And that's what's the magic of of having that as a critical asset. Uh, one of the brands that we work with uh, makes industrial class fans, you know, the real big ones, you know, you put on the ceilings and we actually. Yep. Uh, one of our roster uh, clients made the centrifugal fans that go into power plants, which are massive. (laughs) Um, And um, those, those Mm -hmm. things are, are incredibly important, but especially on the commercial industrial side, um, there's just so much business and still to this day, I just see across the, the, that competitive landscape, you know, you think about, putting up, you know, an 18, 20 foot fan blade, you know, they look cool. Everybody loves them, you know, depending on the environment and what you're trying to accomplish in the industrial sector. But if you don't, if you really don't get, if you, as a, as, as a brand, if you don't provide that information to, you know, and it's not just a, an engineer, it it's literally an, it, could be an interior designer working in his or her CAD model or in Revit or whatever. So that market is fantastic. And uh, we need to talk about someone I know Um, and um, you know, because you know, just seeing the files there uh, is challenging. So, so as a marketer, you know um, it's the experience too, right? We've talked a lot about like, you know, chest pounding and saying, Hey, this is what (laughs) we want to say versus what the, the customer, you know, really wants and needs to hear. Um, And so when it comes to like, you know, doing your job as a marketer and pounding, you know, your desk and, you know, and getting your message out, you know, how do you see and what are some of the nuances that you've had to navigate to really center on, on, you know, more of the customer versus what you want to say, you know. Um, And for those listening, check out the show notes later. Adam really believes in transitioning from look at me to look at my customer. So how do you see it right now in terms of how you're having to get that message out?
0: Yeah, so um, a lot of what we do is marketing to industrial marketers. And then it shifts and we're marketing on behalf of industrial marketers. So we are a marketing tool that industrial manufacturers use so that we want them to be interested in it. And then we're linked arms marching for the duration. And that's, that's what I think myself and my team have brought to us is that we consider ourselves sort of a free, you know, you you have our tool and we come along with that for free and however we can help you promote, can we, you know, social posts, articles share when you know we've we've you know it started with we do an announcement when these went live because we wanted manufacturers audiences to be like oh okay now, now I, I've, I've been looking for models of that little widget and now i found a source to get them and then that has grown you know social posts and emails about those and that's grown into we see a need where a lot of our manufacturers were having a challenge that they couldn't explain to their audience how to use this thing correctly. And we're like you should make a video, you should make a video, you should make a video. And finally we're like let's just make them a video. So every new catalog that we launch, we include a video of how to use it on that manufacturer's site using their exact navigation, their UI and show their audience how to use it and it's been it's one of those things that you know, it's it's kind of a monster now because some oh we did a website relaunch we need a new video like okay we're on it like every time, and whatever we can do, to be a sweetener or to to you know, we want, you know our our underground uh, mantra in the marketing department is let's be every customer's favorite vendor no matter what bar none full stop, amen. And however we can do that, uh is what we're we're trying to do
1: as we 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 really move forward here what are you guys up to? You know, how do people find out about you? Um, How can they connect, you know, with not just you, but the organization?
0: Yeah. So, uh, partsolutions.com. That's uh, where you find us. singular part, plural solutions. Um, we're on all the social channels, part solutions. Um, and then we're also, um, Doing the second Industrial Marketing Summit this September in Cleveland at Content Marketing World. Super excited about that. It should by by the time this comes out it should be fully announced with our speakers in that. So uh, we're very excited about that. But the idea there is at Content Marketing World we're going to carve out a niche for B2B and industrial marketers, uh, put some uh, really forward-thinking, sharp industrial marketers up there and have them talk about what they do and how they do it and how other companies can uh, do that themselves.
1: That sounds fantastic. We'll be there. Um, awesome. There's so much going on. It's exciting to have a sense of community in place as industrial marketers. Adam, it is so great to have you on the show. I really appreciate you coming on.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, that that is absolutely fantastic. And, and yeah. for everyone, we'll have information about Kadena's Part solutions or just part solutions for their friends. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Adam is a great marketer. You should come by and see him at Content Marketing World at the Industrial Marketing Summit. I will be there and we are really looking forward to come together as a community. So, on that note, I just want to thank you so much for taking time in your day to listen to the Industrial Strength Marketing Show. I hope you just heard one thing from Adam today that really inspires you to make marketing even more the strength of your business. And really think about how you need to rethink and recalibrate how you can be of service to the customer, giving them the information they need wherever, whenever, however they need it, so they can design great products and solve problems that get better products in people's hands. So for more information and insights from industrial marketers, or if you just like to learn more about what we're up to on the show, Reach out at industrialstrengthmarketing.com. Check us out on your favorite podcast player. We'll catch you next week.